So we're in. Ross the Boss Minter, here he is. They can see you now, Ross. Huh? They can see you now. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> I've been sitting here like a lemon, and um, <laughs> I'm now on. I'm here. And I've been looking for it on my other phone, but I don't know if I can find it. If you go onto the Low Blow page, yeah. shall I tag you in it? Would that be easier? Yeah, tag me, mate. All right, before we get started, let's do some tagging, let's do some sharing. How you been anyway, mate? All right? Yeah, it's all good, mate. All yeah, good. I know we had a bit of a uh, bit of a catch-up earlier. I caught you yeah. in the shower, then on the toilet. Mate, you watched you in the shower, then I was on the toilet, but I must say I was fully clothed. And but it was all, uh, all work-related, wasn't it? It was work-related, yes. We weren't um, doing too much. I want to show you my little cup here, just so I don't get dug out by it. This is my um, rabbit cup. We're a bit rabbit mad in this family because I've got um, a little house rabbit. So, uh, yeah, it's quite um, taken over the bloody house at the moment, to be honest. Well, at least it's, at least it's manly, mate, eh? Oh, well, listen, that's, that's me all over. <laughs> just, just pure, pure man. Oh, yeah, look, I've got it. So I've now tagged you. I've now tagged you. Thank you. And you can share it. I want to share that. So we're all, um, yeah, no, it's nice to be here. Nice to be on, mate. Well, cheers for coming on, mate. Yeah, it's, um, well, we're looking for uh, good guests. I couldn't think of one. I know we, we're talking about your promotional outfit in a bit anyway, but you're one half of uh, the Queensbury Boxing League, sticking on, uh, putting on some of the best boxing shows you're going to see. Um, so obviously, that cup's amazing, mate. Um, so obviously, <laughs> obviously, uh, and I know, I know you don't mind a chat either. So that bowl is awesome. That bowl is <laughs> fantastic. I, uh, he's actually just commented, but I got a private message off of Peter Hopcraft earlier, saying about uh, could I, could I wish you, um, wish you well, and, and if it's pre-recorded, wish you well. Otherwise, he's going to pop in and say hello. But he's here, so he said evening, lads. Oh, he's a good man, Peter. He's good. He's a good lad, isn't he? The boxing world for a long time. Him and his family, Crawley Boxing Club. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice, mate. That's nice. But we're um, yeah. But obviously, did you just show the promo there, Queensbury? I did. Yeah, just showed the uh, the Queensbury boxing promo. Yeah. So that shows, you know, it's like fantastic. It's it's um, it's building really well. That that show, which was the last show, um, that's just gone out in March uh, in at Troxy. That's out on um, on um, free sports. Yeah. Uh, very soon. So I think I think it's the third. I want to tell you very very shortly. It is the third of something or other, but um, or next month April. Obviously, we're nearly there. We're nearly <laughs> at April, aren't we? So that's going live on the third of April, yeah. That's Friday the third at nine thirty p.m. Yeah. And Saturday fourth at eleven p.m. So great time. Do you mean like proper? Both on free sport. Um, yeah, it's great footage. Great. Well, you, you, you was, were you at that one? No, no, I had. Um, what's that? Was you? Was you ill? Yeah, well, it was when this all this coronavirus just started, and I come down. I, I felt ill, and I I messaged Alan and said, "Look, I was I was debating with my wife whether to come or not." And I messaged yes. Alan, and I was like, in, "Like." In the uh, in the light of everything that's going on, I think I better stay home. And that was right at the beginning of it. So, 
think I made the uh, the right choice there. Obviously, missed out on a great show, but um, it did unbelievable. But which people are seeing that promo and obviously see on the third and fourth, mate, it's cracking. Yeah, yeah. What what people that are watching might not know is that your nickname is the boss, but actually. A few times a year, I have to call you boss, don't I? <laughs> you do exactly that. Yeah, and I make sure as well. So I do. Um... No, 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 boss. Yeah. Or Mr. Minter. Mr. Minter. <laughs> <laughs> so I um I do the the commentary for the um well I'm I'm one part of the commentary team for the uh, Queen's U Boxing League. Uh, you got a great team there, don't you? Steve Holdsworth and um, mm. Spencer Oliver. Who's obviously yeah. a lot of people know who they are and yeah, you know, listen, Steve's been around for a long time, um, and he's helped us out with uh, with Queensbury. Then Spencer's come on board; he loves it. He said, "You know, Ross, it's fantastic. Actually, you know, when you're getting proper fights, proper genuine fifty-fifty fights, he said it's great. You know, because he said a lot of the stuff we comment commentate on." It's a little bit, do you know what I mean? One way, if you like, you know. So, yeah, that's right. I um, so with with this low blow show, I have a thing where yeah. I, I I don't write. I've done a little bit of a list of facts. Obviously, I've got to do a bit of research on the people that I'm going to be interviewing and it's going to come on the chat show and stuff like that. But ultimately, I don't um, I don't write questions down or anything like that. I sort of go with the flow of it, and that sort of brought me on to the first question. I think people are going to be interested in. Is why why the Queensbury Boxing League? What was your what was your vision when you first started out? Do you know what? So <clears throat> I've gone through it a few times with people, but I've, I trained I trained Alan Foley, my business partner. Yeah. At Queensbury. He he, uh, he phoned me up. Oh, I've heard you train a few peels, etc. Et trained him. Then he said, oh, I want to fight. Got him into a fight in a show, um, and it was. Not great, to be honest. So at the end of the day, he then comes to me. Oh, we could do better than that. You know, let's let's devise something and put something on a proper show where fighters can fight on and do something. And um, you know, I said, yeah, fair enough. So we built it and started, you know, looking at bits and pieces. Then he come up with a name, Queensbury Boxing League. You know, yeah. Queensbury, the market. Queensbury's been around for years. You know, that is boxing. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Rules yeah. of Queensbury rules. So um, it went from there and then the league has gone from that 10 years we've been going and it's just growing and growing and growing there's a lot of good fighters on there there's a lot of fighters I'm getting contacted every day from people wanting to be involved do you know what I mean um, and it's it's just great it's a great platform on the TV side of things but the actual show and behind the scenes is fantastic That that's what's what's really really makes it what it is do you know what I mean where yeah, yeah, people yeah. come and they, they feel wanted and feel even staff you know yourself you come to a show, you're actually part of it, part of something. You know what I mean? You're a family. Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, yeah. Family unit in Queens. It doesn't matter if you win, doesn't matter if you lose. You're, you're within it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Everyone gets treated the same, gets built. Yes, it's special. It yeah, is. yeah, definitely. That's one of the things I noticed when I first come. What's that, mate? Sorry. Can't put no shows at the moment, so we're, we're <laughs> stumped for the minute. But um, we'll be back. We'll but be yeah, back. that's one of the things I noticed when I first come. Um, in a like a working capacity and come to the show. So obviously I've been to see a few because I've had mates that fight on the shows and stuff like that. Um, but when I first come as a in a commentary capacity, the the level of care that I was um, that I was shown by yourself, by Alan, uh, by the whole team, and like you say, it is 
it's an old cliche and to say, oh, we're all a family, but that's that's exactly what it's like when we're when we're doing those shows. It is part of like being part of a family. And you actually have yeah. family members like running around and Definitely, being yeah. part of the show, Definitely. didn't you? Yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. It makes it special, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and yeah. to be honest, it's because myself and Alan, we do care as well. Do you know what I mean? It's about actually we really do put a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. That's all we do. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of it's a, it's a big thing for us. Do you know what I mean? It's and, and it comes across that way. Do you know what I mean? To everyone involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. So with, um, I actually asked you this. I think was it at the Epsom show? I asked you the question. I said, would you ever think about putting on longer fights? Because you cap your fights at five two-minute rounds, didn't you? And um, I thought it was quite interesting, like, the reason behind it. And obviously, I think that's something that people... Because you've got a different vision from what everyone else is doing in the boxing world. Um, yeah. It's classed as... What, what, what's, your, what's the Queensbury classed as? Is it unlicensed, white-collar, or professional, or what? In the day, it's, it's, it's developed its own unique stance in boxing. Yeah. And it, it is the Queensbury Boxing League. You know, there's, there's lots of shows that go on. There's lots of fights. There's lots of um, white-collar side of things. There's, you know, all sorts. Um, but this is properly, you know, you've got levels going through it. Do you know what I mean? And you sort of, you know, A, A fights B, B fights C, C fights all, one fights two, two fights, etc., etc. And and, it, and you've got the four skill levels. So the four, you know, you've got the, we wanted to call it a skill level. So, yeah, yeah. Um, find like belts, like for, we got the novice, obviously. And then we went, oh, what about intermediate? And then what about senior? And it just didn't sound right. So we went, right, novice, regional, national, British. That's yeah, yeah. Four skill I mean, it, it, and it sounds a bit better, um, but that's what they are. They're basically skill levels where fighters come in and then build up, and 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 it's fantastic for them because they've got the same to look for. They go, yeah. right, if I beat him, that makes me number one. Then I can fight him. I can be, be a champion. Do you know what I mean? And to win a novice a novice title in Queensbury, it's fantastic. Then to win a regional, and you've got boys coming up through the ranks. Um, oh, it's, it's special. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really. It makes everyone hungry, and, and and even the spectators can see it and know who's oh, what about him versus him? That'd be fantastic. Da, da, da. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, that's one of the things that I sort of noticed. I remember you had uh, Gareth Gardner, who was like he was like main attraction for a lot of the shows, wasn't he? And you yeah, built brilliant. not it wasn't just him, but you built a a persona, and it was something similar to what or how I used to perceive anyway. The old Friday fight nights. Um, where mm. you'd see similar faces every couple of months, you'd see the same face. So you could build a like a relationship with that with that fighter, like a long distance relationship with that fighter through mm. seeing them like in interviews, through seeing them um, their fights and and the way they act and the way they're t they're spoken about and stuff like that. So was that was that part of the plan as well? Yes, yes, oh, 100%. We want to do more of that. We, you know, if we can get a little bit of Dover behind us with with TV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, that's what we want to do. We want to really build these fighters into proper names, you know what I mean? And, and hopefully um, develop them through, you know, through the years, et cetera, et cetera, to make, to make them big, you know? And, and that's the thing with the pro side of things, which you're talking about, the longer rounds, the three-minute rounds, the, the um, you know, when it suddenly goes to like 12, 3, 10, 3, you know, all that is great for the, for the boxing um, Fisciados, or, or, or I don't know the name, but 
like the people that really love the technical boxing. But yeah, yeah. With with the league, it's yes, it's got to be technical, but it's more the fast pace. It's more <clears> like the amateur side of things, you know. So so you've got a bit of a mix between the amateur and the pro. Yeah, yeah. When you start taking them longer rounds in, you you start losing that speed. You know, listen, a lot of pro fights they are still very very competitive and, and good to watch but when you actually look at a lot of them it, it, you know I, I do find some of them boring do you know what I mean yeah I know boxing but it's um, yeah it's, it's a funny one do you know what I mean it's, well I'll have to hold my hand up there I was one of the most boring fighters you ever would have watched mate <laughs> oh you're shit yeah you're just crap mate no 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 I'm <laughs> joking no, I'll take it mate Listen, you're there to try and win. Do you know what I mean? You're picking and moving and, you know, there's a massive skill in it. But the, the situation is, you know, we want fast pace. We want people to be able to switch on the telly and go, God, mate, what a fight. Yeah, and yeah. That's all about. That's, that's the selling point for Queensbury. You know, yeah. to, uh, again, you've got the lower levels, which the novice novice type fighters, but they can still hold their own. They still, still box. And then, you know, when you go to the white collar stuff, that, that's not what we want, do you know what I mean? We yeah, want, yeah. We yeah. want to stay the white collar, let them do what they're doing and, and license and what have you, but then they step up and, and become something, do you know what I mean? Within Queen yeah, Queen. yeah. I remember when, like, you um you come down and done, like, trials of fighters, and that's something you, you do, and you don't, or you, you very rarely, if ever, take fighters just on the on the back of a message you're saying, I'm a good fighter, can I be on the show? Um, you you yeah. come down, you watch them sparring, um, and you and you do like trials for the shows and stuff like that. And I remember you coming down years and years ago, so it would have been like roughly when you first started, and you was doing mm. trials. And like from day one, everyone fully believed that you was a pr- proper professional outfit because of the way you presented yourself, because of the way you done the shows, and because of the uh, the level of care you had with the fighters, the level of care you had with the the coaches and the people that you're working with, like straight away, people are like, ah, if I get on Queensbury, I've made it. And yeah. um, and I, I, I love the fact that you you had that vision back then and you've stuck with it. Like you, mm. there is a, it's a premium product you're selling. And like you say, yeah. it's not professional. It's not unlicensed. It's Queensbury Boxing League. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's that thing where, listen, in the pro ranks, you know, to, to, to become a pro, you, you used to have to have a lot of amateur fights and have to be a good good pedigree. You know, there, there's the odd fighter that only had a few amateurs, etc. but then they do sparring and they had to spar in front of the, you know, the, the area balls. Yeah, yeah. Do that anymore. And I think it's mental. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, and the other, the other thing is, you know, someone can spar really good and be crap on the night through nerves, etc., etc. And that's, that's something that, that does happen but you can gauge a lot by the persona of that person do you know what I mean when they come in the ring and you know I've, I've done like the Queensby trials like I say for 10 years you know and it's like wow there's different massive gulfs in, in uh, experience and levels you know you can have one fella that's had one fight but he's absolutely awesome and you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're putting him in really with 10 11 bout boys so it, 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 you need to see that you can't do it over a paper record you can't do it over the phone or a little bit of footage sent you you know you've got to see them boys you know they start moving start shadow boxing you think oh hold up you know what I mean and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, it's no it's great listen boxing's got such a it's, it's a lot of 
there's a lot to it, Jermaine. And, and if, if, and which is done, unfortunately, you know, people do just go, yeah, him versus him, blah, blah, blah. And, and it ends up being a bit naughty, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've, um, one thing as well, I just like, oh, we've gone blank. Anyway, what, oh, yeah, you're back now, you're back. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what that is, that's my charger. The charger is not plugged in. I thought the charger was on, but I'm going to plug it in now and turn it on so I don't lose you forever. Oh, <laughs> oh hang on, we've lost him. The joys of live streaming, this is. Anyway, so why, um, why Ross is hey? sorting himself out, I think we've got him. Oh, you got me back? Yeah. Can you hear it? Tilt the camera up a little bit, mate. How long did we take to set this up earlier? Oh, mate, it's ridiculous. I thought you was a clever man, Ross. <laughs> I'm not a computer man. I'm a phone man. But one thing that struck me with the, like, the Queensbury Boxing League um, and doing the commentary on it is, like, so I've done commentary on professional boxing shows. The longer mm. rounds, I've done like six rounders, four, four, four rounders, six rounders, eight rounders, ten rounders. And sometimes, like you say, because of the it's like the focus on the technical side of it. Sometimes you are sort of, you're struggling, especially when you're doing commentary on your own, it's a bit different being part of a commentary team because you're always going to have something to talk about. Um, but the shows that you put on, I tell everyone that I'll, I'll speak about, like anyone that likes boxing, I'm like, listen, come come watch these shows because they're, uh, I think, I've not, well, I've not seen a bad fight. I've not seen a bad fight and you've had some of the best fights I've ever seen in my life over, yeah. what was it, four or five rounds. The, For instance, the uh, Gemma Ruiz last fight. Absolutely ridiculous, mate. And because it's yeah. only five rounds, they know that they can keep that pace up for five rounds. You can't do it over 12 threes. There has to be a lot more technical aspect to it. And obviously, like I say, I love, I love that side of it. My favourite fighter, or one of my favourite fighters of all time is Bernard Hopkins. Um, purely because of his technical ability. Uh, but he's boring. But... <coughs> You go and watch like a show like yours, and there's some absolute crackers on, and most of them are, aren't they? Yeah, there is, and it's um, it's something obviously the matches, but also the will and the want of the fighters. You know, you got to listen. There, there's so many boxers in Queensbury and wanting to be part of it, and once they're part of it, they want to be that champion. They want to be that. That's what makes it what it is. Yeah. Because that hunger, do you know what I mean? Because, because, like you say, it's something. It's it's got a bit of prestige behind it now, um, and it's you know to win a title, to win something. They, they really want to do it, and, yeah. and it makes it's a difference. I mean, yeah. everyone knows it. Everyone there watching, they know that you know. Oh, mate, if, if my mate wins, he's got this chance, and he, he you know, it's 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 special. It is special. So it uh, is, mate. Yeah, it is. I, and um, I, I don't want to say it just just because it's mine. Do you know what I mean? And you're not saying it just because you work on it. It's a fact that it's it's a it's a great thing to be part of. You know, really. Yeah. Well, I know. Like, I've got friends. Aaron Lowry he used to box on your shows. He's boxed on a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Dave Cove, who's had a, he's just asked. Dave Cove's actually just asked a question. He says, "Do you have a fat midget level level now?" <laughs> I've already put on a bit of weight. Yeah. Um, but like these guys. They've, they've boxed on your shows once or twice, three, four, five times, and they still feel a part of it over yeah. over the years. And that's something that, that you've built, something you should be proud of, and something that you should 
like you, you should never feel guilty for shouting to the rooftops about it, mate. Cause you've done a you've done a great job with it. I suppose, it, but and there's and what I sort of want to say, I think is there's no prejudice. There's no there's not a fighter. Doesn't matter. Look, like in pro boxing, it's all about tickets. Yeah. I mean, all about money. All about that side of things. The situation with us, of course, we want boxers to sell tickets. We want them to improve in their ticket sales as they as time goes on. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they're getting we promote them, etc. But the situation is, if one fighter does twenty tickets, one fighter does two hundred tickets. I don't care. It does not matter one little bit. And we've had it so many times where the big ticket seller gets beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and and then the lower ticket seller gets built, and we then build them and pr- promote them because they are then the champion. Then yeah, they yeah. move on. I mean, no, that's not done anywhere else. It cannot be done anywhere else. Yeah. Because they're too bothered about money. They're too bothered about, obviously, bums on seats, etc. We We are bothered about that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it's, it's a business, isn't it? So. But it's about being honest and true to myself and to them fighters and to people around me. And I, and I will say it till the cows come home I'm, and I don't believe there is anyone more honest than, than myself to sit and talk to fighters and direct fighters and you know what I mean and plan their their routes so which I can you know hold my head up high and um, crack on with you know yeah definitely mate and that's that's something that um, that no one else outside of even like the, the big like big big promoters have, have really done haven't they because and even then like you say that's all. That's all because of money. And obviously, yours is a business. It's got to make money. Um, of course. But at the same time, you do it because you love doing it. And as long as it's bringing the money in, you'll keep doing it the way you're doing it. Yeah. Big time. And with, I suppose as well, like with with the way you built it, like you had Eurosport. Um, you've been on Eurosport for how many years after after you started? Like you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. It's unheard of, isn't it, outside of the professional game to get the, the yeah. media coverage that you get. Yeah, no, that's it. Obviously, London lives, London lives every Monday night. Do you know what I mean? They're sort of doing all the old older fights coming up, and we've got obviously free sports, which goes out twenty six million homes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Beast, Virgin, uh, free sat, free nat. Do you know what I mean? Sky. So it's 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 there for everyone to see. It's like, it's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And, and that belong to it. And part of this family, they're out there. Do you know what I mean? They yeah, yeah. They better than a lot of these low-level pros. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Right, just for, I'm going to ask you some questions in a minute. We had some questions put down the side of this, so I'm going to ask them for you in a minute. But um, just before you go, you've got, so I think, I mean, I had a pre, it turned out to be a pre-misconception of, what the Queensbury Boxing League was going to offer up on a show and stuff like that. <laughs> That's how you kick the six back. Um, but I, um, I don't. You won't mind me saying this. I had a, a misconception that I was going to go there and watch, and there'd be like one or two decent fighters on the show. The rest of them would be bang average, if if not poor. But it's just yeah. not the case, is it? And and the fights, even when. And I, I said it to your last show was on. I was like, even the fighters that are not as good, they're going in with guys that are not as good as them and they're putting on a show and it gives them an opportunity to learn and progress and make um, and, and make the step up and stuff like that as well. Yeah. See, if you... And I'll say, I'll say it and I don't mean to be disrespectful at all because that's not where I'm coming from. 
but basically two donkeys will make a good race. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You watch two donkeys running, they're, they're, they're great, you know? And, and at the end of the day, that's about levels, you know? Two racehorses will make a good race. A racehorse versus donkey, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Goes. But that's what you see sometimes, you know what I mean? And that's not what you're meant to see. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, yeah. passionate about that. Yeah. And obviously, we've um, we said earlier, you're one <laughs> half of the Queensland Boxing League promotional outfit with your partner, Alan Foley. I think you better yeah. give him a little, give him a little shout out while he's up, while we're on here. Very hard, and he, he, he's um, on the on the PR side, the the, the press, the the um, posters, the designs, the do you know what I mean, the TV side. That mate does a lot with that. You know, I, I deal with the fighters and trainers and bits and pieces. Um, he's yeah, he's big on that promotional side, and and it really gets out of it massively. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, um, yeah, it's great, and and the. Um, the uh, po- uh, what do you call it? All the paperwork around the venue. He he, he spends about three days blue tacking all the all the paperwork. <laughs> he's proper agent, when he's like flicking sheets all over the place. And yeah, oh, like he's going to me. I think he put these on some of the tables. I'll put them out, and he'll go around and, like move them around and stuff that's, like that. That's, that's, <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, listen, he, 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 that, that's what makes it. Do you know what I mean? He, he's, he's, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, I, I'm I'm. Go on, mate. Go on. I'm going to have him on the show at some point as well, if he agreed to come on, because uh, you both come from very different backgrounds, don't you? Yeah, and yeah, but you won't get a word in, do you know what I mean? You really... <laughs> That's the whole point of it. I was, I was worried about tonight with you. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> right, before, um, obviously, we've spoken about the, the promotions, um, Queensland Boxing League. I've got a couple of uh, questions. Comment, Dan. What? Is anyone commenting? That's what I'm going to get to now. I've got a few questions on the side. Um, we had oh. Peter Hopcraft, who we said earlier, said evening, lads. He was right at the beginning. Um, Joe Cooper, wish you both well, lads. You remember Joe, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Cove, he put Sir Ross Minter. Thank you. Thank you, David. <laughs> Peter Lyons. Yes. He's asked, I've got to ask you why your nickname is Beirut. <laughs> I haven't got a clue, so. So I used to be a plumber, a uh, heating engineer, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I was my, I was his apprentice. And Beirut, like, smashes, uh, basically, war zone. Do you know what I mean? I, I smashed everything up. I basically, <laughs> fell off. I had massive leaks. I cut, I smashed my hands up with drills and bits and pieces. I always had an accident, mate. Yeah, so he calls you Beirut, and so do a few <laughs> other people that know me. <laughs> uh, Gary Bailey. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Is it true that Dean Gaffney is making the Queensbury debut? His Queensbury debut soon?" No, but I'll tell you something about Gary Bailey, right? He's one of these <laughs> people. He no, he knows it, like his boxing, boxing knowledge is fantastic. I've known him. Since he used to come and watch me fight, so he used to come and knock on my door, really shy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hi, could I buy some tickets off you? You know, and he, he sold a lot of tickets for me. And um, he's one of these people that, when you meet him, he won't, he won't look at you, and he's all shy. He's quite a, quite um, very gets very intimidated. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit gay, but it's he, it's not that's not a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? But he's yeah, really gay. but. And then it's that situation where he um, 
he uh, can only type, you know, he gets a bit powerful on the old keyboard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. One of them. But people, there'd be, there'd be people watching that know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, we had a question from a lady called Nancy Thorpe. Okay. Um, but I'm going to ask, I was going to get to her question. She said, please ask Ross why he gave up, but we'll get to that in a bit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ed Dubry, uh, Queensbridge by far the best unlicensed promotion. Fair matches, fair weights, good shows. Uh, Simon Astill, great platform that I even got the opportunity to box on. Ross is a top guy. We're asking for questions. And they're, just, they're just coming in and just bigging you up, mate. Mate, it's fantastic, isn't it? Well, well deserved. <laughs> I've texted all before. I said, make sure you 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 big me up on there. No, <laughs> no it's great. Right, so I've, like I said, I've done a, a very small amount of research. So I've got a few. I've got a few Ross Minter facts. Oh. Um, Ross Minter, son of Alan Minter, former world middleweight champion. Uh, Minter back, began boxing professionally in two thousand in two thousand and one. Uh, in his career. Uh, you fought like a mixed mixed bag of fighters up and like some really good fighters and some not so good fighters. Just just the um the average journey for a for a pro going through their career. Um and your last win was against a guy called Alexander Schnipp back in two thousand and seven. Yes. And um oh. you lost three times after that, Ross. Yes. Yeah, and, and I've got a clip. <clears throat> of one of your fight, the only fight I could find. <laughs> we won't show that yet. Um, but it said, because uh, I actually thought, I never knew who you was trained by. Uh, it says that you was trained by Johnny Eames, Peter Swinney. Yeah, I, I yeah, basically started my pro career with Trevor Katoos, a former professional, crew, uh, light heavyweight professional. Um, very good trainer, tough man. Then I left him and went with uh, an old trainer called Bobby Neal, who used to train my dad um, with my granddad. Um, and then, unfortunately, he suffered with a little bit of Parkinson's, etc. So then um, started sparring on the TKO with Johnny Ings, Pete Sweeney. And um, boom, started there. And, and from there, I sort of had a home and I really improved. Do you know what I mean? And, and that was the start of me getting, moving up the ranks and starting to do something. Do you know what I mean? When you're yeah, somewhere yeah. And 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 then yeah, going from strength to strength, you know, set me down, sets, you know, got me rolling, got me throwing shots instead of just, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was so hungry to win. That was my big problem, to be honest, as a pro, which um, nerves and and wanting to be emulate, you know what I mean? That that, that was always put on me. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just worked really well, but of course, I had a big big shoes to fill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Middleweight champion of the world, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, whoa, yeah, it's a big, yeah. big thing. So uh, the pressure was there, do you know what I mean? But yeah, um, Johnny Ings and, and yeah, Pete Sweeney done that. I've done a little bit of time with uh, Jimmy Tibbs as well. He joined the camp. Um, so I had a lot of trainers through the years. Yeah. Learned a lot from each one, do you know what I mean? And, and, and took, I've took that. And actually, now I'm, I'm, I'm very, I've got all that in me, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's yeah, really yeah. Good at the end of the day but inactivity yeah. was my big downfall you know what I mean being injured being ill it massively it, 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 it done my career what do you so think that was just, just overtraining and stuff or yeah yeah so 21 fights in 9 years as a pro yeah. that, that's you think you average it out 
it's it's atrocious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, what, however many fights a year, so it's um, it was it was hard. And you know yourself, if you're active in anything, you're active, you're doing it, you're busy, you 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 become better. You become better at what you're doing. You're yeah, you're yeah. rolling. Oh, do you know what I mean? And, and and that didn't that didn't happen for me. It was yeah, um, yeah. It, it was very hard work, very yeah. hard work. But yes, overtraining because again, I wanted to be wanted to prove that I'm I was good. Wanted to prove that you know I'm I'm sort of you know deserve to be there. To, you know what I mean? I want to win. I overestimated my opponent. Do you know what I mean? The nerves were there. Listen, it's very hard. Every fight is different. Every fight has got a different story. Every fight has got a different journey. Um, I feel that I, I had a lot of pressure um, from day dot. My first amateur fight at 13 years old. Yeah. Oh, and a minute, son. And a minute, son. Whispering, whispering. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I was coming out and uh, everyone, the whole place went quiet when I'm coming out. I was having my first ever fight. Do you know what I mean? I, I was a total novice. And, and luckily, I won by stoppage. But um, the pressure, mate. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it was very hard work. Yeah, it's obviously, that's a lot to carry. I mean, it's hard for anyone, isn't it, jumping in the ring. Um, oh. But, bloody hell, yeah. You've got, you got to take on the um, the burden of being the son of former middleweight champion yeah. of the world. Probably one of the, yeah. the most famous boxers that Britain's ever turned out. Yeah, one of them, definitely, yeah. And that, yeah. obviously, uh, like I, I spoke to you earlier about it, and I said, look, I don't, I don't want to um, turn this into the Alan Minter show. Because obviously, a, a lot of people... Oh. Love your dad. Love watching your dad, especially the old acts that were like around back then, watching the show and stuff like that. Um, mm. But we can't go to the show without talking about him a little bit. And obviously, how he inspired you to get into boxing, or, or what was he the reason, or did you just think, oh, he's done it, so I'm going to go. So, you know, I was, I was very much away from boxing. I didn't, didn't, you know, I was football. I didn't like to say I didn't start till I was 13. So. It was, I was um, doing cross country running. I was football mad, doing all bits and pieces, and um, and it was only once I got took down a local boxing club from a, with a mate, and um, and I just loved it straight away. Boom! But I had been to gyms in the past, like with my grandfather, who who trained and managed my dad, Doug Bidwell, um, who's my mum's dad, and that's how my mum and dad met. Who, um, and basically, he didn't want me to box, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. The story is basically when I was five, my dad left anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't a, a typical, you know, father-son relationship. Do you know what I mean? We didn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't have him around me. So that was that. Um, so I, I had my life with my mum and then my stepfather. Um, and it just it took its own sort of route. You know, yeah, I started, yeah. no one wanted me to do it. Do you know what I mean? My mum was dead against it, et cetera, et cetera. My granddad didn't want me to. Once I started, showed the love. My granddad then took me on board and he said, you know what, Ross? He said, you've got something. Do you know what I mean? And he, he could see something in me. And I think that was more, not skill, um, it was more just a pure heart. I, I, I wore yeah, my heart yeah. on my sleeve. My dad did as well. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was very much known for that. You know, he got hit on the chin ah, and he'd go and have a right tear up, you know? Yeah. And that was me. Off and and um, <clears throat> that's just, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But again, yeah, my dad didn't really have that much to do with it. Do you know what I mean? And there, yeah. was, a, there was a big, big, cloud over over me through through alcohol alcoholism do you know what I mean with, with yeah. dad that it, growing up etc et it's very very hard and i think that's probably one of the reasons i've never even trailed alcohol never even sipped a, a sip of any alcohol in the whole of my life not wine never beer 
ever, ever in my whole life. So that's uh, something probably that's, do you know what I mean, in me because of stuff that I've seen and done and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was very hard, yeah, very hard because, again, through my amateur career, my dad was never about. Do you know what I mean? Never yeah. comes to one point. Um, and he, he did a little bit, a little bit later in my career, in my amateur career. And then when I turned pro, he then stopped drinking, which was fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and then was a bit of a part of my life. Then went back to it. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah, things things happen, don't they? But, yeah, it, listen, it's um, it was basically me just wanting to do it. And, and once, yeah. I, once I got involved with boxing, I just, I, I just really liked it. And, and, and I needed it. You know, I was a lunatic. I was just um, not not horrible kid, not a thing, just hyperactive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. My boy, he's the image of me, my oldest boy, 11-year-old. I have to take him running before school. Do you know what I mean? So that's to get him sensible. You know? uh, yeah. That's why football wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Football, for some people, yeah, it's great. But for me, jeez, I need pushing, you know? And that's boxing, like, you know, different level. Do you know what I mean? Different level, to, to yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so with like with your dad, you mentioned there he left, he left home when he was when you was five. So what you, mm-hmm. you literally had hardly anything to do with him at all throughout your your teens and. Now and again, me, me, you know, I'd see him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like you know, once once a month, once every three months. What you know what I mean? Growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's that really. Do you know what I mean? Did, yeah, didn't didn't have a, a very good relationship because of the. The situation, do you know what I mean? It was, you know, I'd go and stay with him for a week and bits and bits, do you know what I mean? With with my stepmom, that, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, bits and pieces like that, but um, that was a bit later on, you know, but um, yeah, it was hard. It was, it was, it, it's a hard situation as well, seeing your mum going through things. And listen, it's, you think back then as well, like people, people don't see it, I don't think, don't realize, or don't, I don't know, but mate. He was massive. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the top, top thing. And and when my mum and him were separating, they was following us around in, in in all the press, was following us in cars. Do you know what I mean? And I, I like, and I remember oh, you know, my mum crying her eyes out, driving and locking us in the car, and then locking us in the house. Quick, run, run. Do you know what I mean? And, and all this stuff um, is sort of in your memory. But yeah, it's funny. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of um, yeah, very odd. My my sort of early years were very very dislodged, very um, up and down. They went to when they probably divorced, went to live with my granddad and and, and my nan, Jermaine, and and sort of yeah, a lot happened in in the early part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When I was I think ten, um, you know, it, that was hard. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like lots of yeah, lots of issues, but it's uh. It's what makes you a fighter, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? All these bits yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like you mentioned there about people that people that follow boxing now, like the youngsters, they won't get it. But like your dad was big, like he was big back when boxing was like really big. Like boxing for a lot of people in the UK back then, like there was communities built around boxing gyms. There was, and I mean, there's still a certain extent of that nowadays. But like literally back then. The you had televised sport, you had football, and you had boxing, um, and maybe like a bit of snooker or something like that. BBC at everyone's house, ITV, exactly. Yeah, that was all you know. My dad fighting the Olympics, bronze, one bronze medal. He was on telly in people's, everyone was like gunning for him, Jermaine, yeah, yeah. etc. 
And then when you when you look at it, if you you look at sort of like um, David Beckham type things, you know what I mean? When you look look back, right? So I've seen it, seen clips people are sending me and, and bits and pieces that I've got, like of my dad um, doing all the adverts. Do you know what I mean? Like like for for aftershave, for yeah, yeah. For, for cars, for all, all different stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like wow, and you you think you know it was amazing. It was a it was a big thing in them days, and I didn't really know it until later on after really my pro career do you know what I mean I, I, I think it's or in the middle of my pro career maybe but yeah I didn't take advantage of it at all um, yeah in the sun of do you know what I mean I just I just didn't see it any different do you know what I mean I, that, I, that's all I knew and I was just cracking on and um but yeah it, it, it was a big thing yeah it was, it was you know me turning pro it was a big a, a massive thing at the time do you know what I mean a um, little bit like obviously the the Connor Ben, you know what I mean, and, and Chris Eubank and Jermaine, they've done it, but it was a little bit different because it's quite it was sooner, do you know what I mean, for them. Whereas mine was a longer, you know, my dad was a longer way between, do you know what I mean, if you like. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I turned, he he was the champ, but yeah, one of them, isn't it? One of them. Yeah, mate. Yeah, quality. So <clears throat> you were talking about your amateur career. You started amateur when you was thirteen. You say how many amateurs yes. did you have? I had. 50, I think 48, 49, 50, yeah, around that number. Um, again, nine years as, as an amateur. Um, I found it very hard because I think the first four or five were stoppages or three, four, around the early fights, I stopped the fighters. Hard fights, don't get me wrong, with, with kids that are already had fights because they thought, oh, and I'm in the sun, he's experienced. He's going to be good, done. yeah. I never, but all I was a strong little bastard. I was just, just, just come forward, ah. You know, I remember the first fight, this kid, he's so tall. And like, like say, all the, the arena was all silent. And I remember it, mate. And it was just like, oh, and, and I could hear the whispers. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, went in and, yeah, and stopped him. And luckily, I was, I was getting well beat. And, and in the third round, he went, Ross, you've got to stop this kid. I ah, just head down. Uh, <laughs> lunatic, stopped him. Next one, next one. So then I only got fights with the good fighters. And then I started getting, you know, getting beat from them, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was getting a few other fights. And then in, in championships, etc. So, um, yeah, it was a, it, it, that was a hard, do you know what I mean? Quite a hard sort of little career, do you know, as the amateur side. Because everyone, listen, if, if one fighter fought someone and they, they didn't look that good, then they fight me, they step up their game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's Alan Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, oh, God, I've, got, I've got to train hard for this one. You know what I mean? It's all like different thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. But that's it, you've, you've like, you've, you've you're born with a target on your back, isn't it? If you're going to go into the sport oh, of boxing, people are going to uh, people are going to step up their game to be in there with you. Just before we move on, we had a couple of uh, some. Oh, Simon asked when I mentioned about the fight I've got of yours. He put, I bet it's a curial fight. <laughs> He'll have to wait and see, won't he? <laughs> I hope it's not. I'll go, um, I'll go next time I see you. And then Simon also says, please ask him he ever if he ever hopes to hopes to do the O2 like his double Lee Evans. Yes, I sweat like Lee Evans as well. Do you know that? Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll get asked that loads. Do you know what? People go, bloody hell. Does anyone ever tell you you look like the answer? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> but do you know what? I've got had a few times, three or four times, Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah, had that. Do you know what I mean? Channing Tatum. I, was. I was at the airport and I was checking in. Me and my missus, my missus standing next to me, and I've given this girl behind the thing. Uh, my passport. She looked at my passport. She looked up and she went, 
And she started sm like smiling like that. And I went, you all right? And she went, oh, yes, yes, boring, boring, girl. And uh, 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 Gatwick. And um, I went, yeah, cheers. And I said, what, what's up? And she goes, oh, you look like someone. It's okay, you look like... And I went, who's that then? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. It's all embarrassed, went red and everything. And I went, she went, Channing Tatum. And I went, oh, all right. Didn't mean nothing. Anyway, I looked him up. What bloody hell, that dude. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised she could see you over the desk, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what you say. But my missus was standing next to me. She was just like, oh, right, thanks. I mean, but, um, yeah, it was funny. It was, it well, was hilarious. And a couple of other times it happened. But there's proof that your missus has hit it off with you, mate. That's it, mate. She's a lucky girl. Every morning I look in the mirror and say, you're a lucky girl. So, lucky, lucky uh, girl. <laughs> So if we go, um, what's that, mate? Sorry, your missus is very lucky. She is. She's a lucky girl, mate. Only because I'm a good cook, though. Yeah. Yeah. She can't touch your nipples anymore, can she? I heard you got sore nipples. I have. Yeah, I've got a bit of jogger's nipple on today. <laughs> um, so having a look through, like the start of your career. Um, so you had like the general going through like uh, the journeyman route and stuff like that. And then you sort of, yeah. you gradually stepped it up and started fighting better fighters and stuff like that. But one name that, that um, stood out to me was the, the late, great Ernie Smith. And you stopped him, which was uh, no mean yeah, feat, was it? Probably. He was a tough, tough yeah. boy, wasn't he? He was, mate. But um, again, yeah, very much. So when I see him, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's a lump. Do you know what I mean? He, mm. he was sitting there. He was obviously a lot heavier than me as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I caught him with a few good body shots, you know what I mean? And, um, and, and put him, put him, you know, they stopped the fight. So yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a good one. Um, but it was, it was very much, I'll tell you what, another one, Paul Denton. Now, Paul Denton was, he won the ABAs, right? And then he turned pro to be a journeyman. Um, cause obviously he couldn't sell tickets, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, water, mate. And, and so years ago, I don't know if you know, so there was a fella called Nobby Nobbs from Birmingham. Nobby Nobbs had a stable, um, a, a gym of journeymen. So he trained journeymen, right? Mate, because they owe money. Yeah, they're, they're big, there's big money in journeyman fighters, you know, getting yeah, 12, yeah. 1,500 quid a fight, 1,800 quid, whatever. So, and against me, because I'm a name, they'd get paid well. So I've, I had a few of them on the trot, you know what I mean? Bump, bump, bump. And, I, and I, he asked me, Nobby Nobbs said, oh, don't stop this kid. And I can't remember who it was. Um, Cole Taylor or someone, I'm not sure. He said, don't stop this kid. And I'm just like, and at the time, when you're, when you're a pro, you don't think you're fighting journeyman. You know, or I wasn't told, do you know what I mean? You just go and you... you, you yeah, exactly, you yeah, yeah. Do. You don't know who they are. You, you think they're coming to have a right go. A few of them tried, but it is what it is. But they don't want to be stopped. Stop this kid. Next one was Paul Denton. So, ABA champion. He knew his way, and obviously Nobby Nobs gone. Give him it tonight, you know. Try, and, mate. And he tried, and I had six rounds, mate. It was a very tough fight, tough, toughest fight, obviously today. It was, I think, it's my fifth, sixth fight. I'm not sure, but um, Jesus Christ, yeah, he, he really had a go, and uh, yeah, hats off to him, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I had nothing in the, in the tank, you know what I mean, to do what I had to do. Was it, uh, was it a close fight then, or was it just a really hard fight? I think I've still won the rounds, but he, he, oh yeah, I've seen yeah, 54, 60 to fifty four. So you you won every round. Uh, good old Ken Curtis, he's uh, he does he does the Queen's now. He works for me now, Ken, the, the, the referee. <laughs> so 
So he, he was the referee, and he refereed me in a few fights. God, you know, he's, he's the top man. Do you know what I mean? But he, um, but yeah, no, that was a, mate. That was a very tough fight. He, he, he helped me a few times, and you could hear inside when you're a fighter, you, people watching. They, they, you know, it's it's hard to explain. But when you're inside and you and you're trying to work, and you and you know when someone's trying, like, ah, 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 you know, you grit, you know, when they're not, it's just like bump, 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 you know, and that's what that. You know that um, fellow I'm talking about. He was doing, you know, rah, rah. he was yeah, really yeah. trying, digging him in. They caught me with a low blow, one shot in, in the neck, and another shot. Oh, oh, Jesus! And I, I felt that properly. Do you know what I mean? Because, and that's what a journeyman role is, obviously, to to bring you up. But that night, they 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 were definitely trying to um, have an upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Um, going up the list as well. I'm on. I'm just looking at box right now. Just going up the list as well. There's um. Chaz Simmons, Chaz Simmons. Yes. He was twelve and zero when you fought him. Yes, yeah, so that was a, that was basically a crossroads fight. That yeah. was the best fight, the biggest fight for me. Um, to, to and I said it afterwards in the interview. Um, that was the winner doesn't go in. The, the the sorry, the winner goes somewhere. The loser, you know, where do you go? And and yeah, he was twelve and zero, and I think what was I 10, 10 and one or yeah, yeah. Like I'm not sure, but. Um, yeah, he, he was so confident, hadn't been beaten, you know. And, and but you know what? Um, and uh, Chaz, you know, he's a good friend of mine now. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 a nice fella. Obviously, then he was like, just I just saw him as like, all right, Flash Harry. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh mate, he's a bit of a nightmare. But um, he's one of them fighters, lived off the the you know the buzz of it all, etc. Um, he come down to train with me once, right? With my old trainer, Trevor Stoop. And um, Trevor was painting on the pads. And I was having a little watch while I was training. And he couldn't go backwards. He couldn't physically go backwards. Do you know what I mean? He, 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 he didn't, his feet didn't know. Do you know what I mean? He could when he stood up and danced. But when he was pushed backwards, yeah. he didn't like it. And, I, and from, so straight when they made <coughs> the fight, it's Southern Area title, you're topping the bill on Sky Sports, um, Elephant and Castle. It, you know, this was a big, big thing. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was great. You know, 10-rounder. And straight when I got, when I got that call, I went, I'm the winner. Yeah. And I'm not bigging myself up. But if a man stands in front of me, boxing, I will push him back. Size-wise, I've sparred with a lot of big, big fellas. I'll push him back. Just because I've got that style, that little, that tight movement. And I've got, I'm a pressure fighter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of, you, you, you know, I've got that something in me that I just, I'm on people. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, well, he can't win. Do you know what I mean? And, and, I, and we had a great game, game plan. Johnny Eames really got me, got me into a right game, really patient, waiting, just take a few shots and then, and then ping one over the top. And, and yeah, stopped him in three rounds and, and put him down three times on the, on the road to that as well. So it was brilliant. It was, it was, the, the crowd was unbelievable. It was just, oh, Ecstatic, yeah. And I wish you had that clip to be honest. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah, that, yeah. Something. You know what I mean, it was did you used to sell a lot of tickets then? Oh yeah, I did. I, I sort of, um, I think for that fight, for, for the first title, uh, I think there was probably six, seven hundred tickets to that. Um, and the, the most of the most I've ever done was nine hundred at the um, XL Centre. And uh, who was that against? That was for the English title against uh, uh, Brett James. Brett James. So um, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was 
Yeah, and that was on the undercard, you know. To, so again, it helped because I was on the undercard for really good fighters. You know what I mean? So Ricky Atten was like topping the bill, like Tony Oki was topping the bills on some of them. Um, Amir Khan, Paul Harrison. Do you know what I mean? There was there was some good names. Yeah, like Frank yeah. Warren. Frank Warren obviously promoted me, managed me for nine years. So along with Frank Maloney for the first six years, Frank Frank Maloney was now Kelly Maloney. Yeah. Um, was joint manager as well. So. Um, I had the right team around me. I, 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 that's not to say I was, I don't think I was given the, the right opportunities at certain times, but it is what it is, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, um, like when you used to get the the big crowds coming and watch you, um, and obviously you was a pressure fighter as well. I know it's a bit bit of the old cliche, but how much, did you need the crowds there or, or would you, did you not bother? Did it not bother you? No, not really. That, that was, um, do you know what? I, I, do you know what? That was more me selling tickets, going out. Fuck it. You know how hard it is. Do you know what I mean? And all the Queensbury boxers that are watching now, I know how hard it is. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and that's why, you know, I feel for you as well, you know, and, and pro fighters more, even more so because the pressure is there. I didn't have to sell the tickets. I, I was I was being paid to fight, you know, unlike a lot of pros that, that you get paid when you sell a certain amount of tickets. Do you know what I mean? Above, yeah, yeah. above six tickets you then start getting paid mine was more of a situation so i did i didn't get nothing off the tickets i think i got eight percent of the tickets which is absolutely nothing is it do you know what I mean? yeah um, but um it was more for the fact of because i thought well if i'm doing this then i've got all them people there and also it makes me feel look good to the promoter do you know what i mean i'm sort yeah. of like you know and i felt like well I want, yeah, and I did want people there. I, I, yeah. yeah. Listen, I wouldn't have done it otherwise, really. Because, yeah, I did want people there. Yeah, it's yeah, just that yeah. I didn't need them there, as in the the situation of um, whether I would have fought well or not. But it definitely helps. It, it definitely, you know, give you a buzz. You know what I mean? Especially when you win. That's that's, that's what I miss now. Do you know what I mean? That passion, yeah, yeah. Oh, well done. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. So moving along your career, you fought Brett James, won the English title, um, then you fought uh, Duncan Cottier, and, and then Alexander Schnipp, who was your last win, uh, which was a, a technical knockout win in the second yeah. round. Um, and then, was it a month, just over a month later, you went and fought what probably, well, I mean, you fought for the WB, you in the fight afterwards, but this fight was was going to be like the biggest fight of your career uh, against a guy called Freddie Curiel, um, who I managed to find a clip of. Um, so I'm going to share that with everyone now. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> ready? You won't be able to see it, so you don't have to lie, but everyone's going to be able to see it. So we're going to watch the fight. Um, there's, there's about a minute and a half left of the fight, and... Let's explain to everyone before they see it. So I, don't, I haven't started it yet. Right. Before I put it on, explain a little bit. Let, let me explain a little bit before you put this on, right? So, and this is what fighters don't or people don't see the behind the scenes and the background and etc. etc. Now, I had to obviously make weight for the fight, which a lot of fighters do. You know what I mean? And it's very very hard work. You know, people don't realise um, if they're not a fighter or they're they're a heavier fighter that don't have to make weight, etc. So, I went to Newcastle for this fight. Obviously, it was the Contender Series. You know, 
uh, UK versus USA. You know, Americans come over, they stayed over for like three, four weeks, whatever the situation was. Oh, we got shipped over to Newcastle um, to train for a week or to do all the filming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Filming yeah. For yeah, and there was I think six six fighters in it, six English fighters, six American fighters. We were run by the um, by uh, Barry McGuigan. They were run by Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. Um, and it was like it, it was all filming. Do you know what I mean go here, go there, do this, do this? So your your training regime was out the window. You're living in a hotel. Food situation. You've got so much given to you each day to buy food. Jack shit. To eat, to, to eat. So I was very stringent on my diet. I was very. I weighed things. I made sure that you know. I, I saw. I used to weigh myself probably five or six times a day. You know. So I was anal. Do you know what I mean with with my weight? This put a spanner in the works. Being being away. Yeah. So um. Anyway, the night before the weigh-in, you know, I'm skipping off. Morning of the weigh-in, I'm, I'm on. I'm on the pads. I'm in a sauna. Don't ever do a do a sauna normally. So I was in a sauna trying to make weight. Anyway, made weight. I was having interviews um, at the way and I couldn't even hear. You know, like when you when you no put your hands. Yeah, yeah. You you hear yourself. You can hear yourself talking in your head. Couldn't hear. You know, it was atrocious through losing fluid. You know what I mean? To, to yeah, totally yeah. Dip. So anyway, I sat down afterwards, talked clock, got some things in, had the electrolytes, etc. Sipping, got my bowl of pasta, my trainer Johnny Ings, sitting there with him. She, Jesus, Ross, your lips are purple. And I went, oh mate, I feel. I feel rough. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he went, you're right. I said, oh, mate, I just got home sleep. I was so shattered. Do you know what I mean? It's just done me. So I went, went up to my room, got in bed, laying there, oh, gone to the toilet, puked up. So all this, right, is, and then the next day you got a fight. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Like, it's in front of all them people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was it was atrocious. Do you know what I mean? So then I had to try and get the fluid back in me, the food back in me, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, the diet's out the window because you can't get what you normally have. Uh, uh, you know, it was it was it was not the right situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I went ahead, <clears throat> and um, mate, I I started very fast, and I get in the third round. You should have showed the third round anyway. It's, I, I could only I could literally only find the last round. I wanted to I wanted to get some clips from the fight. It's but the third yes I'll give it to him bang 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 and I and, I'm, and I open up and I thought he's not going to last he and I hadn't seen him I hadn't watched him I didn't know really he's a very experienced fighter do you know what I mean he was a very good level fighter tough as tough as you like and in the, the commentary they're all going oh he is Ross Minter the bigger man well look he's the bigger man do you know what I mean not, not, yeah, yeah. not being funny he's he, size etc etc but give it to him anyway. Bust my hand in the third round, so my knuckle, um, that that middle knuckle there, it was excruciating. I've had problems for it all my all my career from 14 years old. But anyway, so after that third round, I'm struggling throwing throwing my right hand. In that fourth round, he's come over. I've gone over like that. He's caught me with a shot to my ribs. He's fractured my rib. I've gone back to the corner. Oh, I can't breathe. So they're they're going right. We'll pull you out. We'll pull you out. I said no, 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 no. I want to still go. Couldn't breathe. Do you know what I mean? Couldn't throw my right hand. Anyway, carried on, mate, and still give him a bit of a beating. And I was struggling like anything. But every time I was throwing that right hand, it was hurting me more than it hurt him. Do you know what I mean? I was sort of like pulling it back, etc., etc., dropping this left hand because my, my ribs are in. Yeah, yeah. Every time he goes, like, whatever. So anyway, so the bit you're going to show, 30 seconds to go in the last round. Yeah, don't talk about it. Let me show it. Oh, okay. I won't show it. But anyway, so I'm I'm struggling like anything. Do you know what I mean? In this yeah, yeah. 
let's not get, let's not forget that was so that was nearly eight rounds of fighting. I mean, eight threes in the in the hot. It was very hot in there under the lights, which it is in most boxing things. It was a packed stadium in in Newcastle. I don't know in front of well, I don't know how many thousands. I mean, it was a lot of people. Um, and then this happened. <laughs> what happened, Ross? I'll show them. You can show them. Show them. It's great. <laughs> so they're going to see. So we're at one minute twenty of the uh, one minute twenty left of the eighth and final round, and I think you was up on all the cards and yeah. absolutely flying. I'm just still going still up. going at him. Like you said, you're in a lot of pain. His face is battered. You look, you actually look a, a bit better off. Oh mate, he took some shots, mate. He did take some shots. And then he just. Yeah, so it's just uh, it's the reason why I've started here is just to show that you're still you're still like dictating the. Here we go. I've got it. I've got it here. Oh. And you tried. Yeah, no, yeah I've got it on the phone now. Yeah, you weren't you weren't never getting up from that, was you? Oh, I didn't. Oh, sorry, my my thing's stuck. Oh, we go. Yeah, your yours is going to be on a delay. Yeah, so. <clears throat> yeah, so that um the shot. Can you remember much about the shot when it caught you? Are you watching it now? <laughs> Get off, man. No, so obviously, but you see, so I'm throwing that, I'm throwing that right hand. I don't even want to hit him with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, I've blowed that. Box caught me. Gone. So as I've hit the floor, reflexes or whatever in your mind, you know, a fighter doesn't want to go down, do they? Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. never experienced it. I wasn't quite there. Do you know what I mean? So I've stood up and gone over. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's. God, yeah, my legs weren't there. Do you know what I mean? And then, then I've, the next thing I've noticed, my trainer's on top of me, and I'm like, no, let me get up. I'm all right, I'm all right. And it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's a joke. So, if you, so do you think, if you would have like landed in a different way in, into a position where you sort of could have got your balance, do you think you'd have recovered after the eight seconds or no, do you think no, you was done? Because, because um, I was gone. Do you know what I mean? As, yeah. As I'm getting up, I'm, I'm, my legs aren't there. So, and I didn't, I didn't have the thought process of going on one knee because. It wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, um, you know, that thought wasn't, my brain wasn't working properly. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, first yeah. thing that knocked it up. Mate, it, it was dodgy. And and like I say, mate, see that after that fight, you know, the pain, I've never been in so much pain, like with my rib. Um, and my, my, my wife and my mum, we were all staying in my hotel room. And I was, I was trying to sleep sitting up and feel like mate it was atrocious and they and the doctors you know the 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 next day or was it that night no it was the next day the doctors give me um oh my god i don't know but really powerful painkillers that shouldn't be given to anyone that's been knocked out or, or had concussion or whatever yeah and it done me mate i cannot remember so so leaving the hotel when they give it to me all i can remember is little slippets of me waking up um, in between, I had my, my fitness trainer with me. He stayed back and looked after because my wife and my mum got the earlier flight back to Gatwick. And he looked after me. God, he's fantastic. Dave Richardson, top, top man. Um, strength position coach. Now, um, mate, atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. But obviously, for the pain, obviously, they give me this thing. Mate, I should, should never have had it. It was dangerous. Oh, mate. Yeah. Very, you know what I mean? Very dangerous stuff, stuff, mate. Yeah. But, yes, and then... So obviously I had a year off 
oh, not a year off, but I, I, I basically was trying to get back, and, and I've come back to training probably three months after, got caught in the rib again, um, done me. So I was off again for ages, and they offered me the um, WBU. So yeah, really, yes. I was thrown into the event. I was thrown into that. Um, He's was a good fighter, wasn't he, James? Yeah, Michael Jennings, top, 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 top lad. Could, could, yeah. could move, fast, sharp, um, fitness was unreal. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a good good fighter. So, WBU title, um, which, and, and do you know what? And I learned a lot from the Curel fight. And in that, this fight, I started slow. And I, and I never start slow. And I thought, do you know what? I'm holding back. And in the yeah, ninth yeah. round, I think it was, when they stopped the fight, I still had so much in the tank. And I was gutted. Um, there was all blood coming out of my ear, but I didn't, it was the outside. I had a cut on the outside of my ear, which was nothing. Do you know what I mean? But they thought it was coming from the inside. And, and I was taking, weathering the storm. And I never did that in fights. I'd always come back. But I was weathering, thinking, yeah, I'll come back. And then I want to get, get hold of you. And they stopped the fight. So it was a big thing for me, that. Yeah. Um, I was gutted. I was gutted. And yeah, then yeah. The next fight was the prize fighter. The first welterweight prize fighter. And I, I went into that. Um, and um, I got beaten in the first round by a very good fighter, um, N- Nigel, um, oh, God. Nigel Wright. Jesus. Nigel Wright. Uh, yeah, he just come out of the amateurs, like, or not just, but very Yeah, I remember him. He was a good fighter, wasn't he? Uh, suited him. Free, free, freeze. You know what I mean? Fighting that prize fight. It was three, three-minute rounds. Do you know what I mean? It, was, it didn't suit me at all. Um, so, obviously, because uh, I was more you know, the, the longer rounds, etc. So um, it was hard to train for that. Uh, but it was what it was. And you know what? That was your call. And my fitness trainer, again, Dave Richardson, brought down a spin bike because he said in between the fights, you need to keep warm. Yeah. Right? So he brought down a spin bike from the gym. He put it outside the back, down the back passage of your call. It got nicked, didn't it? So we, we went over. It got so we <laughs> He was gutted, really. He was absolutely gutted. And I think he borrowed it from someone. Uh, right. really Just for I want to, we're going to wrap it up. Um, oh, we've got all night. Oh, no. <laughs> but I've got a, a question from Leslie Dan. Yes, lovely Leslie. Did ask Ross about giving lessons to the Kenyan kids when he went out there with us uh, and asked about the kissing a giraffe. Yes, well, I'll tell you something. There's a very good story there. Thank you, Leslie. Um, I hope Roger's well as well. So, Leslie and Roger, they run. Um, they run a, um, a Kenyan Kenyan uh, charity um, with the scouts, basically, um, and the uh, the street children. So I got got friendly with uh, Leslie and Roger, and um, we said, "Look, we, you know, they they said, look, we're going out to Kenya. Would you like to come? We're doing charity work for ten days, I think it was, um, and best mate, it was the best experience." That I'd had, I must admit, we, we took a load of stuff out there, bought a load of blankets and bits and pieces, done um, some uh, charity, you know, fundraising, etc., to get some dough and, 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 and take it out there with us. You couldn't give them money, you couldn't give them, you had to give them blankets, you know what I mean, and bits and clothes and shoes, yeah. you know what I mean, stuff like that. So, pen, pencils to school, we bought, we bought um, a pump for a uh, water pump for one of the villages so they could get water, you know, real. Real good stuff. And Leslie and Roger do fantastic. Um, Kenyan street street children. Um, I forgot what it's bloody called, but she might post out there in a minute. But um, and uh, yeah, so 
we went on a safari as well. So while we was out there, and there was these big giraffes, and I was standing there, and I was like feeding them. You could feed them, and I put a bit of thing in my mouth, and I'm feeding them through my mouth, right? And this tongue came out, whoop, straight out <laughs> of my mouth, right? and it was mental. And do you know what? I was so ill, mate. I lost. I think I lost two stone. And that was just after the the, the Chad Simmons fight. So I, I think it Fucking was so the Southern Area title because I was running the uh, uh, the Linfield Marathon like fun run thing, trying to raise some money, and I had my belt on. I remember. And I'd all marks and bits and pieces. And then it was just after that, not long. And I went out there and lost a load of weight. I was like crapping, sick. I couldn't get out of bed. It was proper. It was, it was, I, was, I was properly ill. And um, yeah, it was a naughty, naughty situation. Kissing the giraffe wasn't a good, a good thing to do. Um, but doing the charity, mate, fantastic. And the sights I saw there, mate, it was um, very heart-wrenching domain and um they like i say fantastic you know fantastic. yeah leslie just posted the name up for the the charity which is harambi or harambi for kenya that was the name fantastic. of her charity yeah yeah yes sorry i forgot that yeah yeah no, it's um yeah so that's, that's quality mate right so obviously we could sit and talk all night mate me and you um yeah but it's got to end at some point all good things must come to an end <laughs> what's the um We've been going for an hour and nearly an hour and fifteen minutes now. Bloody hell! The uh, the future, the future for Ross the boss. What's uh, as far as boxing goes, as far as life goes, what's what's happening in the future? Well, life, I think I'm going to be um, I'm going to go for uh, London Mayor. <laughs> um, You're not even from London. No, I am. You're not. I'm around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'll tell you what I do. So, I've got a baby due in three weeks, but I think it's going to come early. All right, I'm just going to just going to stop you there, Ross. Two seconds. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask you. I see you've done a post earlier. You was up the hospital. Everything all right with with your missus and the baby and all that? Yeah. Oh, thanks for asking. You should have written that down and bloody asked me properly before me bringing it up. So, um. <laughs> yes. Sorry. She's fine. She was in, in um, so the baby, we've got another boy coming, so that'd be three boys, but the baby was in breach, so it means his head wasn't down. Yeah, yeah. So we had a last a scan last week, and they said, look, come back Friday, and we have to move it, but it moved itself. So ah, it's quality. Fantastic. Everything's pushed. So, um, yes, we're all fine, but I couldn't go into the scan, because obviously they're stopping everyone. Yeah, so of course, yeah. Only, only, you know, the proper the people that need to be in there are going in the hospitals. Um, but yeah, so obviously, got a baby due, come in, um, and basically, that's all cool. And then obviously, Queensbury, listen, we're just going to keep building it. Well, we've got to, we've got to put on more shows. We've got to go up north. Um, we've got to, you know, we're getting offered Scotland, Wales, um, Manchester. Um, we're getting people want to do Queensbury, we don't want to dilute this, you know, the, the Queensbury is special, like we said, and it, it's, it needs to be very, very micromanaged, and um, uh, it could, it, it can be big, and, uh, but at this moment in time, unfortunately, people have got to travel to the shows, which are South London based, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at this moment in time. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we, we're hopefully getting a, more TV channels, um, and, uh, you know, there's lots we can do, like massively, but we've got to 
be a bit careful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this moment in time. Yeah, I, I remember when we we sort of spoke about it at the uh, at the last Epsom show, and um, you were saying then about because to you, like when you hear you talk about it and stuff like that, it, this is your like child and this is your baby, um, and you're not willing to just give it away willy nilly to anyone. So yeah, no, exactly that, and it's and it's um it's been built like say to just you know the work Alan's done, he's really really built it pr- promotionally. Um, I've you know, I, and I've done that through the fighters as well, and, and treating everyone right, etc., etc. And it's yeah, it's 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 got to still be built, but very closely monitored, and and um, just keep it going, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's so many yeah. fighters out there. There's people that are being totally not no, not totally, but are going on shows that aren't. They're not being looked after properly. They're not quite getting what they should be getting as in promotionally wise you know what I mean? and getting what they want from boxing uh boxing is a hard hard sport and it's yeah, yeah. It, it, it can be yeah it can be a very dodgy sport and and at the end of the day people can be used and abused etc etc so it, yeah when they would yeah they've got to move on and, and try and well but anyway that's another that's another story going on to that but um but yeah it's it's it's, it's it's just basically building what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? And just cracking on and um, doing it. Cracking on, mate. Right, well, the boss, my boss, I uh, thank yeah. you very much for coming on. And uh, great to see you and have a chat with you. We don't ever really get a chance, do we, just sit and talk about general stuff. And it's um, no. it's nice to get a bit of time time alone with you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dan. But, Dan, as well, I'm going to ask you, what about... Um, your your situation obviously you know you as you as a good fighter in your own right you know what I mean you've done your bit did you ever talk about that and, and do you know what, what I mean? on these shows yeah yeah I would do yeah I mean I suppose someone could come on and interview me one day couldn't they yeah I'd but yeah no I'd, I'd, I'd listen I'd I don't need many excuses to sit and talk about myself Ross <laughs> as you can see yeah, yeah, but people. The, the problem with that is that I'm pretty boring, so that's why I need other. Yeah. That's why I need guests on. I see that. I know exactly. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ! But the one good thing you can do it late, and like people can watch it while they go to bed. Right, just as a, uh, just because <laughs> you mugged me off there. Before we go, I'm just going to put that knockdown on again. Who said that? Oh, you want to? Oh, just before we go, just to say goodbye, I'm going to get a video. Goodbye. <laughs> no, not really. Right, Ross, mate, Good. thank you so much for coming on the show. Cheers for giving us your time. And uh, we've had a, so many comments off of people that have enjoyed the show and um, Good. Quest, like leaving comments and stuff like that. So nice one, mate. Cheers. Oh, brilliant. And listen, um, keep safe, everyone. And keep training. Now and again, you look on my Facebook page and I'll go out training and inspire people. That's what it's all about. You, know what you mean? are get, inspiring, get, get, mate. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Top man. Or inspiring. Or inspiring. Thank you, Dan. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Love sent. God bless. Nice one. Cheers, Ross. Speak to you soon, mate. Cheers, See you later. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye.